0: We'll move away from film now, about time, and into something more patriotic. Uh, Rebellion, finished a few, uh, Rebellion finished a few weeks ago, RT's first major project for the 1916 commemorations. It made a big splash with its cast, its historical accuracy, and it kind of caught some people out that way. People weren't too shy about criticising it, whether it be on social media or on the Late Late Show. I was lucky enough to have a word with the maker Colin Thieven to see just what he had in mind when he was making it. 2016 is the 100th anniversary of the Easter Rising. And we all remember it like it was yesterday, right? Or at least we will come the end of the year. Media outlets and political parties have been in full flow. They're releasing leaflets, supplements, armaments? No, no armaments. Even even chocolate proclamations. And the first people out of the blocks were RTE, with their highly anticipated drama Rebellion. It's no surprise everyone was talking about it. With a cast boasting Aidan Gillen Brian Gleeson Ruth Bradley And of course Notorious love-hate cat killer Barry Keoghan amongst others People took to Twitter To have their say Eamon Lowe said RTE Surely they didn't sing The Irish anthem in English Inside the GPO In 1916 Aidan O'D said I wasn't going to give out About the love-hate cast But this is taking the place Did he just get a part For killing that cat Hashtag rebellion Colum Kenny said Catelyn Stark Barrison Selmy and that guy who shot the cat from Love Hate all in rebellion. And Vonnie quite eloquently put Pretty much the same as Love Hate then. All riding and rifles. Hashtag rebellion. But distracting castings aside, it was pretty good going. So how is it born? Well it turns out creator Colin Timan has some history with the RTE he made Charlie the dramatisation of former Taoiseach Charlie Hoy.
1: They came to me saying they were looking for an idea and they had an idea and I said I really didn't want to do that idea Uh, and they said why not and I actually talked them through all my issues with what I didn't want to do, um, which was the great heroic man version of Irish history. and. from that discussion, they seem to be excited with what I did propose.
0: So, why not go for the heroic version? Nationalists, you might want to cover your
1: ears. One, I'm bored of the usual uh, grand, uh, heroic, and rather teleological nationalist version of history that you know somehow uh, national independence was some historical inevitability it really wasn't so you know we all we all live through times we don't know which way history is going to fall and i wanted to see a version of history which you know which uh, gave a sense of that you know no one knew what was actually going to befall for the next eight or ten years
0: so nobody knew what was going to happen so what way did he take it
1: I really wanted to look at um, what it was like to live through those times. I was less interested with why all the grand decisions were made. So working from that kind of people's eye view, uh, point of view, um, led me to research the kind of witness statements and testimonies, I suppose, of more, uh, you know, just more uh,
0: average normal people and how they experienced it. What was it like to live through those times? Is there a crucial difference here?
1: The, I, I was very struck by the fact that the Dublin crowds really en masse, uh, almost rejected the nationalists, uh, and the, 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 rebels initially. And it's really only after the executions that the, the sort of popular opinion began to change. Um, and so I wanted to sort of reflect that journey, you know, that, that's the journey of the series of rebellion from, mm. uh, a rejection of, um, I suppose violent, uh, nationalism to uh, the majority of people be- becoming so disillusioned with British rule that they begin to um, swing behind it. Hmm. Um, so, And that's not normally the story that's taken, uh, uh, the, the line that's given.
0: So it's unconventional how it's politics. I'm sure that's refreshing for everyone, right? Dreadful for Agam. Badly written, badly directed, and I've spent a better hour watching paint dry. Uh-oh. That's was the sound of Robert Bala. He's an Irish artist, and that clip was from The Late Late Show after the first few episodes of Rebellion were out. Some people just don't like change. But I'm sure Colin wasn't too hard on him, though. What did he think of The Late Late Show that night? I,
1: I haven't seen it. I, I only know Robert Bala as a kind of, uh, sort of uh, an artist of the 1970s. I have no idea uh, what expertise he
0: has. Ouch, Colin. We're going to need some aloe for that burn. But some more lay people commented on supposed inaccuracies. Just the beginning, awesome name by the way, she said. They would, yeah. Be singing the national anthem in English. Feck's sake, RTE. Hashtag rebellion. Bill Groves said. Singing the anthem in English in the GPO? Don't think so. Hashtag rebellion. Hashtag RTE. And Mark McHale also was a bit sceptical, saying, RTE, surely they didn't sing the Irish anthem in English inside the GPO in 1916. There are lots of tweets like this, and lots and lots and lots and lots, all from lay people, but they do have an eye for details. Or do they?
1: You know, when some of these people go, you know, it's outrageous that they never would have sung the, the national anthem in English in the GPO, Uh, Whereas actually the Irish version hadn't been, wasn't written until the 1920s. Uh, And if they went to someone like Joe Good's memoir of the time, they sang it every night at the GPO. Or, you know, there was complaints about the shooting of Constable O'Brien. And actually, you know, we got that historically exactly accurate.
0: Suck him, Colin. Suck him. But it can't all be right, is it? There are a few
1: tiny historical inaccuracies, uh, but actually, you know, things like using the word brainwash, but I'd stand over every uh, actual incident in the, in the whole drama.
0: Well, okay, so every major incident was right in Rebellion, but what of Charlie? I may be taking liberties here, but the best incident in Charlie for me is the fight in the doll. For those of you not in the know, it's where Des O'Malley pulls a sword from the wall and waves it around madly. Irish TV magic. So that was all kosher, Yeah. It, it sort of happened. Don't tear down my dreams, Colin.
1: Uh, there was a huge punch-up after that um, After that vote of confidence that Charlie narrowly <laughs> won. He had a lot of supporters in the lobbies, and all the ushers had been told to go home, and they uh, attacked the uh, TVs who'd voted against him. Um, now, uh, the, Des O'Malley did not wave a scimitar. <laughs> uh, however... I I read that one TD um, in his memoir said he had actually... uh, When they were punching Jim Gibbons um, to the ground, and he died two weeks later of a heart attack. Sorry about that, Jim. Um, He actually had a ceremonial samurai sword. He had taken to hang on his office wall, and he drew it.
0: And never meant. So what happened?
1: Everyone backed off, and that was the end of that. So... In one sense, and Mali very, uh, I believe, said in the papers last year, it wasn't true, but in, in spirit it sort of happened. An opposition to he TD did wave a ceremonial sword in Leinster House, and people backed off.
0: <laughs> well, that makes me feel a bit better. But judging by all of the ease of people to criticise his work, all of these history projects must have lots of pressure. But he took Charlie, he took this, he's not afraid of it. But it can affect his work when there are living links to history, like in Charlie.
1: Something I call he yes was because, the, you know, the people are still very much... Many many people in it are still alive are very recently deceased. Yes, so, yes, um, and I believe, you know, that's one reason why we didn't um, wish to dramatize Charlie's uh, own family um, because they weren't involved in the politics of the time. So, therefore, we felt it would have been prurient of us to have um, made th- made dramatical mileage out of them
0: but surely leaving such a big part of his life out would affect his telling of it, no?
1: I, as I said, I'm interested. I was interested in Charlie the politician. I was interested in his absolute craving for power, and um, what drove that, and what lengths he would go to. But also, I mean, what some of the achievements he may had, and it was that story, not the, the domestic story, that interested me. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously can be could be a story there. Um.
0: Diplomatic is always there, Colin. So, with Rebellion over, will there be more?
1: Rebellion 2 is in development. Um, that doesn't mean it's been greenlit yet, but uh, it is one of the things that the writer always has to work. The writer has to do his work before everyone else. I have to carry on like it is happening.
0: Well, that's Colin Tebin. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Kevin Kelly for getting the audio. Thanks to all the voice actors for reading the tweets. And thanks to Colin for actually talking to us. Ryan McBride, reporting for Barometer.